queremos. The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. That is a real thing. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and remembering one golden opportunity. Yes, indeed. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we roll around on the news like a little rover on Mars, and I have a roundup of 3D home design apps to try out next time you get the yearning to remodel or renovate your house or apartment. I, which I'm doing right now. Yes, yeah, so so we might have something to talk about yes. here. But first, some news, news, or do you have a Kaiser moment here? No, no Kaiser moment, really. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm just really disappointed and saddened by, you know, opportunity. But still, heck of a run. Now, for those of you uh, who who missed the news this past week, NASA formally declared the end of the Opportunity rover mission to Mars. Let's let's raise a glass of thirty weight or something to the uh, to the little rover. Um, I believe February twelfth, twenty nineteen, was when NASA uh, officially declared it was over. This uh, little. Opportunity rover, which was launched uh, and landed, I think um, it was launched like seven months before, but it landed on Mars right. in 2004. Right. It was also paired with the Spirit rover, which also arrived uh, within a couple of weeks of it. But they, they were rolling around. Yes. They were really our first mobile units on Mars, I think, Absolutely. who were discovering you know the the terrain there. And I think um, Opportunity was even credited with discovering uh, that there was signs that there had been water Correct. on the planet yep. at some point, and that perhaps it had a much different climate than it did now. Um, yes. It didn't respond to commands. The uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, were the ones that were controlling it. And apparently there had been this horrific planet-wide dust storm uh, on Mars in June and that was pretty much the last they heard. I think its last message sent home was around June 10th, and it was just sort of this indecipherable picture. But wow. this was a little rover who was powered by solar panels, and if it's getting pummeled in a dust storm or buried, it's not going to have the power. But they uh, only thought it was going to last for about 90 Martian days in its original mission, and they'll maybe it'll travel like 1,100 yards, and we'll just get some some basic info but this thing was the energizer of rovers. Years. Yes, for almost 15 years. Almost 15. And it went way beyond the 1,100 yards. It went 28 miles of wow. rolling around. Uh, the New York Times has this beautiful visual thing on the web yeah. that tracks its path uh, across the Martian terrain, uh, which we'll be linked to. But uh, it was just amazing to think that this little thing just kept going and just going. Kept going, just doing its and thing. And just think of all the science that oh it sent back. Gosh, I think yeah. they're still going to be analyzing stuff like that. And yes. and, and we do have uh, Curiosity is still up there. Right. The Insight is still up there. I believe there's another probe that's going to be going soon. But but these the, these little rovers were kind of you know the the barrier breakers. This is NASA. This yeah. is what NASA does, people. Yeah. If there's any question about why it's worth funding NASA, this is why. Yeah. This is an amazing achievement. Yeah, and and just you know, we we just got to pour one out of it. Oh, such of course, a, yes, we've been following please. opportunity oh, yeah. uh, for for uh, here, years and toast. years. I got to. We're gonna toast. Yes. Hold on a second. There you go. We got some. We got some refreshing liquid. Uh, here. Yeah, so I hear there the pouring. Go. I hear the pouring. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Is this vodka know. or water? <laughs> it's actually some water. All right. <laughs> to opportunity. Yes. Fourteen years of excellent science. Rest well, yes. little rover. Well done, little rover. Be thou at peace. Yes. Yes. Hmm. 
Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah. I little, wish that was vodka. It, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it would take the the painful edge yes, off of it. it. But uh, but yeah, we'll have uh, links to a bunch of stories on Opportunities Mission as well for those who are equally as sentimental yeah. uh, about it uh, as yeah. well. But moving on. Moving on. Now, uh, when Apple bought the Texture Electronic Magazine service last year, many people assumed it was only a matter of time before all that technology got incorporated into the company's wares and it would kind of do something with it because why else would you buy a company of like course, that? Right. Uh, and we are hearing rumors about an Apple Netflix for News subscription service. Uh, texture, for those who didn't use it, I think a lot of it was just PDFs of magazines. Yes. So you could read the original print layouts right. on your iPad or phone and it was sort of like – the closest thing to having the the treeware edition. So this, it's a next Netflix for news. So yeah, where you just have a subscription, and then you, then you can just basically go through the whole newsstand. But according to the Wall Street Journal and a few others who have chimed in, Apple wants all the periodical publishers who sign up for this to have uh, you know because it's a deal for them. They get the material easily sure. distributed. Yeah. Um, for something like you know ten dollars a month or whatever they want, but Apple has some. Pretty stiff demands for this. 50% of the revenue, and they're not going to share any customer data about who's signing up or uh, any little tidbits of information that the publishers could use for their own marketing and research. So a lot of them are like, you know, I don't know if this is going to be good for us here. Let me just remind some of these publishers out there, major news organizations especially, about that Facebook deal. Oh, the Facebook Live video? Yeah, the Facebook Live video. How well that worked out? I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And uh, some major publishers, including the venerable New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, have not agreed to license their content to the service so far. I know negotiations are still ongoing. Uh, The Wall Street Journal, which was the one who originally reported the story, uh, is said to have had productive conversations with Apple, although I don't know if they have officially signed up for it as well. But what, what kind of leverage could the news organization have? They have none. Yeah, they they a lot. Yeah, it's a hard time for media. It is. What are you going to do? Is fifty percent of something better than you know hundred percent of less Nothing. than that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, mean, I there's no there's no negotiating here. And as as usual, Apple declined to comment on all that. Uh, but BuzzFeed and Bloomberg are uh, chiming in with reports because it's starting to be – we're seeing spring on the calendar. Apple uh, tends to starting to do things mm-hmm. in the spring. Um, and uh, there are reports that the company's planning a special event on March 25th. Really? Yes. Uh, this could possibly be about the new subscription offerings, uh, but Bloomberg uh, is really leaning on the fact that it's going to unveil a video subscription service as well. Oh, okay. We've heard little bits of, of this uh, before in the past, but it's supposed to um, link a number of different streaming services under the Apple platform. You know how they made that TV app and mm-hmm. you can make TV apps there. Something along those lines, but uh, with the success of their own apps, it's doubtful that your big players like your Netflix, your HBO, your Hulu are really going to jump on board. Because why? Because they'd probably take a little bit of a revenue hit uh, as well. Of course they would. But some of the smaller services like the CBS app that we talked about recently, Stars, uh, I think Viacom's got something in the works. They're kind of expected to maybe join up uh, because it's a bigger They'd be part of a bigger package. Again, to your point a couple of weeks ago, it's just like having a cable subscription. exactly right. And I think this would be also one of the, you know, pay one fee and you get all of these services, you know, if it's 10 or 15 or $20 a month, however much So it's like a sling box type uh, deal? Yeah, except for all of these sort of little standalone video apps uh, that maybe you'd have to subscribe to individually. Uh, If they're all under this umbrella, then you just pay Apple one fee and and then you can, can watch your discovery or your whatever. You mean like a cable subscription? Yeah, like a cable. 
cable subscription except without the actual cable. Yes, it would exactly. be streaming. Um, all right. See? So, so, but, but I guess we'll find out. We'll uh, find out at the end of next month. And Actually, I personally think the announcement is going to be that they're bringing the cheese grater back. That's because, what I'm thinking. Because they, yeah, because they, they clearly heard your cries. Of course, uh, of course. And you know, they, they always listen to what I have to say. If only they could bring a big iPod Classic back. Oh, that would be the perfect thing no, for. Oh no! Yeah. Don't, don't tease me this way. You know, I well, I'm, I'm nostalgic for that myself because <laughs> I. I looked at my last remaining iPod Classic, which is still it's it's been Strong. very well protected, but you hear it kind of start it's to, wheezing, yeah, yeah, grown a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and you just remember the fond times you had with it. It's, it's like an old car. It is. So I don't use it all that much. I just kind of keep it on my desk and look at it fondly. She's great. Yes. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll find out. I guess uh, next Let's month. Bloomberg reports that Apple had reached out to some Hollywood types uh, to really? attend this event. It's going to be out at the Apple campus in uh, California. So they're they're done with the days where you rent out the Moscone Center. They've got right. their own Steve Jobs uh, theater there now. Um, rumored to appear Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer Garner, and Jennifer Aniston. Don't get them confused. <laughs> and uh, Star Wars director J.J. Abrams, I think, was also on the list. Did you mean Star Trek director? Uh, Star Wars and Star Trek. The star, the star director. Yes. Yes, the star director, J.J. Yes. Abrams, Lens Flare Abrams. Lens- will be. <laughs> there we go. That's much better. Lens yes. Flare Abrams. Yeah, supposedly on, on board here. So, um, Yeah, I don't think it's the cheese grater. Yeah, the, the, no. it could be the, you know, one more thing. But one more thing, It, it sounds like they're going to go for, for big, chunky streaming service kind of thing. Um, is it rude to say, like, yawn? No, I, th- I think you uh, were having a – you're stating an opinion. Yeah. Um, and since we don't know – since a lot of the services, too, that have been rumored – have it really right. Maybe Apple's going to unveil like, oh, here's this Disney one, or here's like a nothing but Star Wars streaming mm-hmm. app that's going to be in our, you know, because they have to have some kind of hook to get people to pay attention because there you. is so much stuff out there to choose from. Unless you stand out, yeah, they've got to have a big one. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's like you know what Loretta Lynn used to say: you have to be first, the best, or different, right. and you know to get attention. So that's true, very true. So we'll see. We shall see. Moving on, uh, speaking of subscriptions, though, uh, mm-hmm. TechCrunch, the technology news sites that have been kicking all kinds of butt this year, uh, is starting its own subscription product with extra content coverage and events for those who sign up to pay for it. Mm. The new service will be called Extra Crunch, and uh, it's going to cost about $15 a month, or you can get a whole year for $150. So, okay. So they're basically a digital uh, publication that is also putting up a, uh, a subscription version of itself where you, you get the good – I remember a lot of, of sites did that in the early days mm-hmm. where they figured out paywalls or – yeah, you can have like the standard level, but if you want like the in-depth interviews with our writers, you want videos and stuff, you have to pay extra and then right. that kind of went away. But uh, TechCrunch, as you may recall, was a news outlet that blew the whistle on the whole Facebook using developer enterprise certificates to bypass the App Store guidelines. Remember that little thing I a couple weeks indeed, ago? I yes. Yes. Um, well, uh, that site is back now with a follow-up on just who else might be abusing Apple's not-so-tough uh, oversight and enforcement of its own developers program. Now, according to TechCrunch, uh, its own investigation has found that a dozen uh, hardcore pornography apps and a dozen or so real money gambling apps had escaped Apple's content policy and were available for the sideloading from developers' websites using the same uh, path that, that the Facebook had done with the uh, developer certificate. Now, you can just download wow. it from our website, not the App Store. So that that was a little uh, worrisome there. Um, now, Apple didn't elaborate on how those naughty apps slipped by its certificates and, you know, how all the violations of the app or developer uh, enterprise program agreement uh, and all of that. 
But they did issue a little statement to TechCrunch. Uh, they said developers that abuse our enterprise certificates are in violation of the Apple Developer Enterprise Program Agreement and will have their certificates terminated. And if appropriate, they will be removed from our developer program completely. We're continuously evaluating the cases of misuse and are prepared to take immediate action, end quote. That's what they told TechCrunch. Um, it, I don't know how. I think they had to kicked out a few when, when TechCrunch went back and looked, but but there were still a sizable number. Yeah, I'm sure that there are a lot of other companies that are doing the same thing. Yeah. Hardcore pornography, straight up non-pornography. Wasn't that kind of like what Android had for the longest time oh my before gosh, they started yeah. to crack down? Yeah, well, you could still do that on Android. Yeah. The whole sideloading thing is a, it's a, you could still do it. Yeah, because Apple had always professed to be the safe family-friendly Absolutely. store. Absolutely. Not so much. Well, I guess unless the kids figured out how to get developer certificates and sideload, it probably did, maybe. Uh... Where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. Moving on, in hacking news, someone on the dark web is hawking 620 million account credentials swiped from about 16 different hacked websites, including MyHeritage, Share This, White Pages, 500px, DubSmash, and others. Wow. Uh, we'll have a full link to the story in the list of sites on the show page, but uh, these sites were hacked. There's... Uh, extensive information about just what they got. A lot of it was name and password. I don't mm-hmm. know if credit card information was uh, also in some of these batches. But they're saying, hey, if they get a name and password for a site you're using, they can probably figure out other places you've used the same thing. Yes, so. indeed. Yeah, I had a conversation about this with some friends of mine who were like, well, what, what could they get? And I was mm-hmm. like, I had to break it down to them. Listen, you know, <laughs> it's not just that they were going to track whatever you were putting on yeah. the actual site. It's what you gave access to. Yeah, it's um, problematic. It is indeed. And uh, as we know, hackers are very fond of demanding payment in cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, which is always uh, given that method of payment a little bit of a dodgy feel. Just a bit. Uh, However, the crypto cash is headed for the big leagues as J.P. Morgan dips a toe into those waters. Engineers there have developed a new digital token called JPM Coin that instantly settles transactions, but it's not going globally first. Uh, they're going to use it to um, on uh, J.P. Morgan's own clients uh, in the wholesale payments business. Hmm. Do that as a test run, right? But if it's successful, uh, maybe the JPM Coin will become more common. Uh, we'll be paying our own debts and credit card bills with JPM Coin, maybe. You know what? The Wild West yeah. is over. The Wild West is over. Yeah, this is now legit. Yeah, big lender, and I think yeah, they won't absolutely. be the first one because if one does it, then oh my gosh, you know, yeah, I think Goldman Sachs was looking at one at some point, so it will happen. This is a brave new world. Yes. Now, bugs. Bugs? Yes, bugs are a fact of programming, would you say? I uh, would say. I would yes, say very uh, much so. Yes, uh, but Mozilla has a plan to use machine learning to stomp them out uh, of its Firefox browser before the browser actually uh, ships as an upgrade. Mozilla is deploying the Clever Commit, a coding assistant developed with the game developer Ubisoft. Uh, right. We know them. Now, the software analyzes developer code and compares it to known buggy samples and then warns the programmer, hey, before you, you know, finalize this, maybe you want to go back and look at this line. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like a spell check for code. That's interesting. Yeah, I, this, this could this, be useful. Yeah, it's machine learning. Say, yeah. yeah, so so writing code to make your code better. Right, an appropriate use for machine learning, I guess. Yes, right. yes, much much better than some of those other ways that give you the Wiggins. Yes, indeed. That will kill me in my sleep. Now, now. Yeah. Now, Amazon. Amazon. Yes, uh, they announced plans uh, this week that they will not be building a branch of its headquarters <laughs> in New York City after all. Don't get me started on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, now you don't have to, uh, because although the Uber Mega Everything store had cut a deal with New York officials, 
outrage from the fine people of Queens about the impact on the proposed Long Island City office. Myself included. Yes, as well as from those who were also incensed by the tax breaks and other perks promised to the wealthy company and how much it was actually going to cost the city to lure Amazon here, which seems to be making money of its own now. By Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio. Yeah. uh, So there was a lot of local community outrage about this, and Amazon had cited specifically when it announced it was not going to do this that they had been facing uh, pushback and protests and and they were not going to come into New York. So the company's other HQ2 uh, location that they had announced uh, in Crystal City, Virginia, I believe that one is still a go. Right. But yeah, New York uh, rejects Amazon there. So, I mean, uh, and some of the folks have mentioned this, but the first thing that that came up in my mind was, okay, so because you can't, you're getting called on cutting a sweetheart deal and because people are really legitimately concerned about what you would do to neighborhoods in New York City, you're just going to tuck tail and run yeah. instead of try to work with the community yeah that speaks volumes to me yeah about how amazon operates nowadays volumes so yeah. i'm feeling no love for the uber mega everything store are right you feeling now. a sense of victory though that the, the i am kind of sort of because you know what let's be blunt new york city's not losing much by having amazon disappear yeah you know it's not like we're a podunk town there are major major corporations just when we walk out of this building yeah so, I mean, well, and Amazon's job, it was all going to be like $125,000 tech and yeah, white collar. Absolutely. And not, I mean, not that manufacturing is, is really exactly. a thing in New York and, and many places, but I think there was some hope that if they did come here, would they bring that? But no, it's, it was going to be a lot of really high priced neighborhoods right. and completely paving over Long Island City. This and is true. Any character that that neighborhood had would would be gone. Um Yeah, I mean honestly, New York City is not going to really feel any pain for Amazon leaving. I personally think this is a victory for a lot of folks who weren't being taken seriously yeah. about their concerns. Yeah, it was community boards uh, and absolutely. activists and people who were absolutely. just outraged. It was like you know, it's gonna cost us X amount to support them. Why are we giving them all this money, you know, and tax breaks and whatever? Right. Well, the fact that they didn't even, you know, as, as you said, try to negotiate or even look at other places in the area yeah. like Newark, which would probably be very right. happy to have Absolutely. Uh, something out there. There's like, no, nope, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And they're going to stay in Virginia. So I don't know if they were getting cold feet about the, the two headquarter thing right. uh, on the East Coast or what. But but yeah, everyone I know who lives in Queens is so happy that the oh news gosh, broke yeah. uh, today. Let me tell you something. Amazon is not looking good today. Because of this deal. Yeah. Definitely not looking good. And to be blunt, Amazon needed New York more than New York's, more than New York needed Amazon. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 well, I guess Google's bringing a ton of jobs. In of course area. they are. So, so they'll, they'll, uh, the tech jobs uh, will, will not be completely lost. And right. there's stuff going exactly. on Cornell and Roosevelt Island. And, of course. Yeah. New York is, I mean, New York has been going for what, 400 plus years? Yeah. And, We'll be okay, people. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah, we're moving on. Don't worry about us. Yes. Um, but speaking of Amazon, they've snapped up another company, though. This time it's Eero that makes uh, Wi-Fi mesh routers that, you know, as you know, yeah. cover your whole house with a delicious network signal. I've been tempted by Eero. Yeah. yeah well, the whole mesh networking thing is like, I'm oh, on yeah? a dead spot. I've got to. Absolutely. And the mesh networking company can come in handy if you want to make hardware for a smart home where you sell a lot of connected things like mm-hmm. Alexa speakers and Echoes and things. By the way, I'm tempted by I'm, i might actually go with smart lights 
Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, you were headed yeah. down that path. Yeah, I'm going down a slippery slope. We, we will be talking about that more in the future. <laughs> yes, um, I'll keep you. I'll keep you all posted. Yeah, we, we perhaps you can get an Eero mesh network. Although um, that has Amazon making your network and probably just analyzing all of your. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, but but smart light. So that's a. Is this is this for a environmental? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for energy the, saving kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, just a little bit of energy saving and convenience stuff, and we might tie it in with. I mean, I'm already in the Amazon ecosystem anyway with yeah. the Alexas, so, so you can say Alexa, movie lights. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Just think of how far we've come since the days of the clapper when we thought the clapper <laughs> was <laughs> that was high tech, high tech lighting control. Yeah. Yes. But while we're talking about smart devices, uh, Google just put out an update on its developer's blog announcing that Android Things, which was a big platform it had been mm-hmm. touting last year, there aren't quite the huge range uh, of Google Assistant-powered smart devices that the company had originally envisioned. Really? Uh, yes, the blog post <laughs> basically said it's just speakers and displays uh, at this point, and so they're going to... Uh, stop putting any resources into doing other kinds of things. So, so Android Things is not very many things. Yeah. yeah I, wow. Okay. And they're shocked. Yeah. They're surprised. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. so, yes. So, uh-huh. for anyone out there who was really trying to develop a, an Android thing that was not a speaker or a display, I guess you got to go elsewhere. I, seriously, the just the arrogance of some of these companies just really amazes me. Yeah. I mean, wow. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, Microsoft's LinkedIn really wants to be the Facebook for professional networking, and it's following in its role model's uh, footsteps here. LinkedIn is jumping into live video so people and companies can broadcast real-time video for things like conferences, product announcements, Q&As, corporate events. Could be just to the people on the team, could be to the whole company. Really? The other, they're trying to turn LinkedIn into this uh, really multimedia kind of uh, thing. It's not just your resume online anymore. Um, I'm betting I'm betting that LinkedIn isn't putting on their brochures that you're trying to be more like Facebook. Yeah, that, that, that was perhaps sure. a leap that I made. Yes, you made but, a leap. Okay, fair enough. But because but I notice, would say, wow. Yeah, LinkedIn. well, well, well. Remember when they started to have like, oh, here's some posts you can do, mm-hmm. and then you get a feed of all the people you're connected with. And I do, yes. I'm seeing some similarities there to uh, another yes. site. Yes, so, just a bit. But, but for people who who are into LinkedIn, LinkedIn Live uh, coming LinkedIn soon. LinkedIn Live. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, for you. No, or, yeah. That's not happening for me. Yeah. And finally. And finally. Because it is Valentine's Day week here it is. and, and it is. Uh, whatnot, uh, you can find a matchmaking app for just about any sort of relationship. And now there's one for cows. Now, this is not about dating cows. I whoa, saw you go whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll there, yeah. JD. Yeah, no, You're it's freaking for, me out. It's for cows to have relationships with other cows or bulls, is uh, it, rather. There, there's a there's a cow tinder. There is, yeah, there is a cow tinder. Uh, you want to know what it's called? No. It's I, called Tutter. No. <laughs> you got to say the name of the product wow. here. No. And it takes a Tinder-esque approach to oh. livestock breeding and allows farmers in the United Kingdom to swipe through bovine profiles from more than 42,000 farms to find just the perfect bull or cow for their animals if they need to oh. um, breed. Um, <laughs> is that what Which is it? pretty much what Tinder is for, too. A freeze. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly so, it. Yeah, so so this is and, and they've had other livestock matchmaking apps before, but the Tutter really seems to be taking a hold here. Um, and it, it, out of the <laughs> oh, UK man. too. Really? Did you just? <laughs> I did not name the app. Tutter is, is really taking a hold. Well, I guess really? they've well, and the app developers I think have put in some humorous bits, and they've they've tried to to make it be less. This is not uh, going to end well. This is really not going to end well. I can see this not ending. Well. 
Well, yeah, if some cow looks on the phone and sees that her bull is, you know, going, yeah. But I think I think they're making the farmers operate the the oh, app now. But wow, we have reached peak civilization right here. I tell you, this is peak peak internet right yes. now. Yes. So um. So and I know everyone is dying to read the Tutter story, which I got from the BBC, and but oh. many other outlets picked it up as well. So uh, you can find a link to that story and everything else that we talked about in the news section here today. At I'm not telling them. I'm not telling them. <laughs> You All tell right. them where I will. Uh, poptechjam.com. Brought to you by Tutter. JD. Pedro. As I mentioned before, I'm redesigning. Yes, you my have recently space. moved. I have recently moved. I'm redesigning my space. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you're going to talk about 3D design stuff yes, for like homes. There is all kinds of things you can do now. It's not I'm just a in. tape measure. I'm all in. All right. Well, I, I did a little piece for a uh, major metropolitan newspaper uh, on this topic. It, yes. yes uh, about all of the apps that you can use. Remember back in the day. Like in our analog days mm-hmm. when we wanted to like add on a room or remodel something, you would get your pad of graph paper and yes. every square would be a foot. And then you'd get your tape measure and a pencil and a ruler and you'd measure everything and then you put on the graph paper and it would scale right. uh, to, to your little feet well, there. Well, for most people, for me, it never did. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's, it's, that's, you that's know, my You know, tape measure, you got to yeah. make sure it's uh, exactly. parallel. But uh, so, so that was sort of the analog version of that. Uh, these days, you can do some of that digitally now. I mean, I still stand by using a 25-foot interlocking tape measure for measuring just because oh, it's, yeah. you have control, it's accurate, and you can of course. see what you're doing. But there's so many augmented reality apps now that will let you measure. I mean, both Apple and Android have a measure app. It's just called Measure. Uh, the Apple one comes in iOS 12, but it uses augmented reality uh, and your camera to sort of recognize an object like a door. It said, oh, here's a rectangle here. Do you want me to capture this rectangle? And say, yeah. And then it uses uh, math and things to figure out, well, that door is like six feet tall and three feet wide, and it shows you the full area. It's not math. It's magic. Yeah, it's magic. Yes. Um, and uh, accuracy... I find it could be, you know, because if it doesn't get a good view, then maybe your accuracy is a little, but it's good for general, mm. like, I need to figure out, like, how much, uh, you know, what I need to get here for this, and this door is about that, so I'll get that, you know, right, pain right, or whatever. Right, right. So, so there's augmented uh, reality apps for just measuring. There's also apps like Magic Plan that lets you just take the iPad or the phone and you just wave it around the room and it records the corners and the walls and can make you a floor plan like that. That, that one's not free. It, it costs a little bit to use, but... It's called Magic Plan, so so magic, magic again. Telling you, um, and there are other apps like that in that category. So if you are getting ready to redesign or, or renovate, and you have to do that very first basic step of let's measure the space and see what I'm working with here, if you don't want to do the ruler and write it down and punch it into a, a different kind of program, you can use some of the augmented reality stuff. Mm. But if you want to stick with the ruler, because quite frankly, I find them a little more trustworthy. I um, do too. What you do is you measure the space that you're going to renovate, measure all the furniture, measure the furniture and appliances you think you want to buy to make sure they're going to fit. Mm-hmm. And then you have all of this information, and then you go to a home design program. There are a ton, ton of them in all the app stores, also Mac and Windows software. Just look for an interior design program that you'd like. Um, if you are new to this and don't want to be dropping a lot of coin into it to figure out if it works or not. Yes, I am. Um, one of the ones I found was called Sweet Home 3D, which okay. is an open source cross-platform thing, Mac, Windows, Linux. 
the free version, you can actually do a lot. It gives you like 400 objects to put in, like tables and couches. And you can draw your walls. You get the grid, the, the digital version of the graph paper mm, mm. to map out your measurements and you draw walls. And then you also see it in 3D as you draw on this particular program. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to spend uh, $15, you can also buy it from either the Mac or the uh, Microsoft app stores for your desktop, nice. um, either Mac or Windows, Machine Windows 10. And download it that way, and then you get like a thousand pieces of furniture they can use and, and more design features. So it's even at fifteen bucks, it's not that much of a hit, like in a you know an eighty dollar uh, professional architecture program or something. <laughs> so Sweet Home Three D, I found uh, really cool for that, and made a couple of floor plans. Uh, it's kind of intuitive, um, but they've got uh, videos and online guides if you need a little help. I will. Now there's a couple of other apps uh, if you uh, go a little more where you want to do it on a mobile device. Uh, Planner 5D hmm. I thought was uh, really cool. It has Android, iOS, but it also has Mac Windows. There's a web version you can right. use on the web as well. So it's using all five dimensions. Yes. <laughs> yes, you know. Fair cause, enough. Yes, because uh, you, you never know when you're going to yeah, need that extra dimension. Of course. Uh, so that's 5D Planner. Um, right. I played around with that on Android and uh, – and also, that's one of the ones where you can do so much and then it wants an in-app purchase, but it's oh, still yeah. cheaper than, than buying right, a whole fair program. Enough, but you know what? The in-app purchase, you know how I feel about those. Yeah, yeah. So so, so that's uh, another option. And then uh, SketchUp Free, which Google used to own SketchUp several years ago, and they've since they sold did, it yeah. to Trimble. Yeah. Which you get 10 gigs of free space if you sign up for a Trimble account, but you can also use uh, SketchUp Free, which is a little more of a learning curve, but oh. they, they've got guides and they show you what the tools do. And you can see little videos on how to use it. That's a, a really powerful freeform drawing tool. Like if you're starting from scratch or you want to build a shed out in the backyard right. and you just want to start, uh, that, that's another one to use. But there are a ton of them. And there's even, um, if you're mainly just, oh, I want to keep the infrastructure, but I want to put in like a new kitchen. I don't want any faucets or I want new furniture. A lot of the retail-based apps like Wayfair, Ikea, Build.com, they are starting to build in augmented reality things too. So you hold your phone, you, you go into the app, you hold your phone up there. You have the camera open where you can see, oh, here's the sink. Let me see what this faucet looks like. And you pick this faucet out of one of these apps' inventory, and mm -hmm. you can see an augmented reality version of what this sink would look like in, in your existing space. Nice. So it lets you uh, sort of project a little bit and see, well, you know, I don't like that after all. I really like that. I'm going to go look at it in the store. The time with the real the retailer apps is you can buy everything uh, very easily. Ah, I see. As you were looking at it in augmented reality, so if I want to see if this chair looks good in my living room, impulse hey, buy. Yeah, that fit. Yes, I think that's part part of the the thing there. So so that's a whole other Smart. level of augmented reality. I'm staying away from that one. Yeah, but but <laughs> once you once you draw your floor plan, though, you, you get the the basic things. Then uh, these uh, apps have object browsers where you can go in and say, well, I want to put a couch here, I want to put a TV here, and you can drag over a little virtual reality versions of the furniture. Again, if you want nicer stuff, maybe you pay a little more, but they give you like a basic uh, living right. room set. Right. And if you're just sorting to like suss out the space or see what this would look like or... That might just be enough. Yeah, it, it could be enough to get you going. Right. Um, some apps will let you do like wallpaper styles and flooring. Do I want tile here? Do I want yeah. panel? So it, it all depends on just how far you want to go. And there are apps that will meet you at every level. It's just uh, how much do you want to pay for them. So uh, they're really kind of fun. And if you're just playing around, you don't know what you want. You don't want to pay somebody to design it for you because you want to figure out for your own. And again, it's not also a substitute for professional blueprints or a contractor's not. plan. This is just you in the sandbox trying to figure out what you want this room to look like. Yes. And not having That's to pay somebody to keep giving you plans, you know, till you figure it out. You can like 
see it on the screen yourself and then have a better idea of where you want to go. And then once you sort of nail that down, then you talk to a contractor. And you can also share your vision because say, hey, I want this to look basically like this. That is- and that gives them a starting point too. So they're not working, you know, out Blind. of thin air. Yeah. So I li- I like this because I'm I mean I still have to dig out of mountains and mountains of boxes and stuff that yeah. are sitting in my living space and in every inch of my apartment right now. But I I could see where this is really going to be. Useful. Yeah, and, and when you get to and and some apps I know Planner Five D you, you tend to work in the two D thing and then you hit the three right. D button, but you also see stuff that maybe you wouldn't see on a flat plan. But when do you switch to five D? Uh, I, want that. I want those extra two. That's dimensions. an in-app purchase. But, oh, you see, but but you see? You, but you, you see stuff in, in the th- in any three D. Like mm-hmm. if you mapped everything, and like even like you have to remember like radiators and steam pipes and things, right. especially everything. in New York. Yeah, and you see something on a flat plan, oh, that thing's there. But then once you look at it in three D, it's like, hey, I can't open the kitchen cabinet because there's a firehead sprinkler, yes. you know, coming down from the ceiling that's going to impact that. So there's little things that could also save you some some agony. Oh my right? gosh, yeah. And it's just fun to see stuff in 3D, too. It is. Spin it. You can rotate it. Uh, uh, Look at this, honey. Look what I did. Yeah. And then you've also got the 2D plan right there. So if you are really meticulous and precise, too, and you did all your measurements right, you can even give that to a professional to start with. You know, obviously, they would check it out. But but it would would give them a a leg up on on getting started on your project. That whole accurate thing. No. I'm really bad with the whole measurement thing. Yeah, well, yeah. my wife, Mrs. Kaiser, knows to just take the tape measure. <laughs> All right, well, we'll let Mrs. Kaiser she do the measure. She's you, great you, at it. You write down the numbers. I will and write she'll down do the, the numbers that I can do. I'm yeah. good at writing stuff down. Yeah, and then and then fire up, you know, find a program that yes. you like, and there are many. I've mentioned a few, uh, but but just go into your app store and see what you like, and a lot of them will have demo versions you can sample if you don't yeah. want to pay. It's right up front. But again, Sweet Home 3D, you can do a lot just with the free version. Right. Um, that would be a good one to, to try, if you're, especially if you're more desktop-oriented because you want to have like a bigger screen mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, Planner 5D, uh, good for the mobiles. So. Got those five dimensions. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so there's a lot out there. I'll have a link to a tutorial on how to do some of this stuff on our show page. Sponsored by Tutter. Yes, sponsored by Tutter, which, which, you know, if you want to use SketchUp Free to build a barn for your romantic cow and bull. Yeah, you know, for those romantic sessions. Yeah. You know, you got to make your livestock happy. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) A sentence I never want to hear again. I grew up in farm country. Yes, you did. did. Happy cow is a... Never mind. All right. All right. We, we should get out of here. Yes, I think we should. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. And thank you, listeners, especially yes, for putting you. up with this this episode. <laughs> yes. We, we got a little uh, sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah. But we hope everyone's having a, a lovely week. Yes, um, please. And, uh, and continues to do so. And so until next time, when we're back with more, and I can see what other livestock apps are in the App Store, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. <laughs> and I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. This episode sponsored by Tutter. Tutter Move. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair but her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat